Good day, folks, and welcome to another edition of New Kingdom Realities. As a happy new year to all of you listeners, God bless you. And so, once again, we'll be looking at the word, but just before then, we would like to have a word of prayer. Amen. And so, we'll be praying for revelational knowledge, we're praying for revelational knowledge in Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 1, I'll read from verse 16. Says so is not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to call Hallelujah. Member got a totish cut in the moon, the subrogate of the bone, Emperor got a tish cut, no disbird, the dictator, Emperor got the dedicated double regatta, the bone, the subrogate of 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 the tish cut, no disbird, the dictator, Emperor got the dedicated double regatta, the bone, the subrogate of the bone, the subrogate of the bone, Member <laughs> 
membro que todo tinha no mundo sobre o mundo membro que todo no mundo sobre o mundo que todo tinha que todo Amen. And so, you're welcome once again to another edition of New Kingdom Realities. And I'm your anchor, Edusa. And um, I just felt that, um, you know, I'm seeing um, most of the um, podcasts, I'm seeing the viewers, I'm seeing the listeners. And I just felt that at as, as, as a time like this, I want to give out my email. I want to give out my email in case everyone, anybody want to reach me concerning any clarification whatsoever, whether from any part of the country, from any part of the world, you want to reach me, you can freely reach me on this email. And it's another opportunity for us to get a feedback, for us to get a feedback from our listeners. So feedback mechanism is very, very important. And so I want to give out my email this evening before I start. And so you can reach me on my email. And my email is edosaekato66 at gmail.com. So I'm going to spell that um, one by one. And that is E-D-O-S-A-E-K-H-A-T-O-R-6-6 at gmail.com. I'll take that again. E-D-O-S-A-E-K-H-A-T-O-R-6-6 at gmail.com. And that is my email, edosaikato66 at gmail.com. And so feel free to reach out to me and I'll be glad to receive emails from my listeners to get a feedback how much that the word of god has been blessing you has been correcting lives has been changing lives and has been impacting lives and so very quickly we started in a series last year we started on a series last year on the two kinds of covenants part one we had the part one last year and we looked at what a covenant is we'll just take a recap a brief recap of what we what we what we talked about the last time what a covenant is and the different types of covenants, but they are basically the two kinds of covenant, and that's what we are looking at in this um, teaching series. And so we looked at that a covenant is an agreement, is an agreement, look at the Greek word, that is an agreement between two parties in which they wish for it to be valid, is an, is an agreement, is an agreement. And we looked at it that, um, though, despite the fact that we understand that the two kinds of covenant, as we saw, in Hebrews, take it again. Hebrews chapter eight, he said, um, from verse um, seven, he said, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. So for finding fault with them, he said, behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant 
with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according, and not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, seer the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, seer the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For all the merciful and their righteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Verse 13. In that he seeth a new covenant, he had made the first old. Now that we decayed and was it old is ready to vanish away. So when we talked about the two kinds of thinking of, of of um covenant you know covenant another word term for covenant can be described as what testament so i want to talk about the two testaments of the bible the old testament and the new testament what we are actually referring to is the two kinds of covenant which is the old covenant and the new covenant as we see in this hebrews chapter 8 from verse 7 we've seen it that there was a first covenant but albeit a new and a second covenant came into being and that is actually the last covenant. So there are actually basically two kinds of covenants, the old covenant and the new covenant. Hallelujah. The old covenant and the new covenant. And we also talked about how that the fact that how that the fact that um, when we talk about um, covenants, that despite the fact that there are two kinds of covenants, it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't necessarily mean that God did not have covenants with individuals, especially in the old Testament, talking about from Genesis to Malachi, that God actually had covenants with individuals. We saw the covenant God had with Noah. We saw the, God, the covenant God had with um, Abraham. We saw the God, God, God had covenants with individuals. God had a covenant with David. God had a covenant with Samuel. You know, different kinds of covenants. God still had an agreement within which he wished, and it was his will that those agreements were actually to be made valid. And so we've seen that again and again. But basically, the two kinds of covenants, the two kinds of covenants is actually the old covenant and the new covenant. We now stressed it further. And let's now stress it further. We talked about that. The old covenant, when we talk about the old covenant of the law, we are, we are referring to none other. In fact, in this Hebrews chapter 8 from verse 8 to 13, it was actually prophesied. It was actually prophesied in Jeremiah. Let's look at it in Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31 from verse 31. Jeremiah 31 from verse 31. I'll read. I'll read. It said, Behold, the day is come, the day is come, see the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, said the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be, to, and will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the lord for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them see the lord for i will forgive their iniquity and i will remember their sin 
no more. Hallelujah. So we we see it here that actually what was what what was, what was we've seen in Hebrews chapter eight from verse seven to thirteen was actually what was prophesied in the Old Testament. When I mean the Old Testament, I'm talking about the Old Testament books, particularly Jeremiah. So Jeremiah prophesied it, and it came into being upon the dead burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll look at all that, but briefly we want to look at what really the Old Testament. When we talk about the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. What was it about? What, 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 what was the tenets of that agreement? But we've seen it again that the covenant was not kept, not by God, but by the children of Israel in which he led out of Israel. So let's look at the old covenant, the old covenant, about the or the old testament. We'll look at it, we'll see it in Exodus. You know, we talked about it in Jeremiah. He said that let's look at Hebrews again. Let's look at Hebrews again. Let's say that's Hebrews chapter 8. He said, For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, said the Lord. So we've seen it here. That the old covenant of the law was the covenant that in which that was the covenant that God made with the children of Israel when He led them out of Egypt. And let's go back there, Exodus. Let's go back there, Exodus. Exodus. I read from chapter. I read from chapter nineteen. Exodus chapter nineteen. Actually, Exodus chapter. 19. This is the Old Covenant or the Old Testament. So Genesis to Malachi can be referred to as the Old Testament books. But they are not necessarily the Old Testament. There's a difference. Matthew to Malachi can be referred to as, I'll take that again. Matthew to, um, Genesis to Malachi can be referred to as the Old Testament books. But they are not necessarily the Old Testament. But when we talk about the Old Testament, it was the Testament, it was the, the Old Covenant. It was the covenant in which God had with the children of Israel when he took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. And let's look at it in Exodus chapter 19. In the third month, when the children of Israel, I read from verse 1, In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness, and there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. I'll read again from verse 6. He said, And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded 
him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord had spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. No? And so on and so forth. So we see it here that the essence is very, very important. The significance. What God wanted was to raise unto himself a peculiar people, a an holy nation, a people of priests. That was the idea in, God, in the mind of God. God wanted to raise unto himself a peculiar people, a people that will save, the, that will save him. A people that will be called God's people and he will be called their God. Because at that time of the earth, people worship different idols and different gods. But God wanted a people that were peculiar to him. And he wanted and he had chosen the, 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 the children of Israelites to start with. And this was what he said. And I said, that, and, and what was the tenant? The tenant of that agreement, the, the, the significance of that agreement was for them to obey his voice. Hallelujah. So in other words, it was obedience to his voice. It was obedience to his voice. That was the tenant of the covenant. Let's read on. However, the covenant now progressed further and said, these are the things, these are the things that I want you to do. So that now leads us to the Ten Commandments. Hallelujah. Let's look at, let's look at, see Exodus chapter 19. I read from verse 20. He said, from verse 20, he said, And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up unto Mount Sinai, for thou chargest of sin, set bounds about the mount, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down. And thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron with thee. But let not the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. And God spake all these words, saying, that was the beginning. So that was the event. So God has said, okay, you see what I've done to you. How that I've led you through the children, I've led you forth out, of the, out from the kingdom of um, out of Egypt. And now to call you unto me as my people. And he's a type and shadow of what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ led us forth from the kingdom of Satan for us to be a peculiar people, a holy nation. Ooh, look at all that. A holy nation. So you can see that right from the beginning, the mind of God was to raise unto himself a people called by his name. Priest, a holy nation. As we see, let's just look at it in um, Peter, in the book of Peter. Peter in Peter I'll read first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 he said now Peter now is writing to New Testament says new covenant sense and he's telling them that but ye are a chosen generation first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light you can see it's so it's so it's a type and shadow what God wanted to do with the children of Israel, he said they did not continue in it. And so, hence, 
there was not a need for a second or a new covenant. And that new covenant was a new covenant in which the mediator was our Lord and Savior, is our, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, see, let's look at it again in Revelation chapter 5. In Revelation chapter Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, it said, And has made us unto, I'll read from verse 9, Revelation chapter 5, from verse 9, it said, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and has redeemed us unto God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. It's important to know that in the old covenant, what God was offering, that's why the new covenant is actually a better covenant. It's a better covenant in the sense that in the old covenant, it was priest, just a priest, as we see in Exodus chapter 19, verse 6. It was to make a priest unto them. But we now see that in the new covenant, it changed. It now kings and priests. Hallelujah. Kings and priests. Royalty and servanthood, hallelujah, royalty and servanthood, so let's continue, so let's now look at the, the Ten Commandments, that was what now led to the Ten Commandments, if you obey my voice, and part of what came out from the voice was the written law of the Ten Commandments, hallelujah, let's look at it, Exodus chapter 20, from verse 1, it said, and God spake, all these words, you see, that was voice, it spake, it was voice. Mind you, I said that the significance, the tenant of the old covenant was for them to obey his voice. Hallelujah. Was for them to obey his voice. Hallelujah. That was the, that was the, how I put it, that was the premium. That was the height of it. The height of it was not to obey rules and regulations, was not to obey written documents, but was to obey. The original agreement was to obey his voice. So, I look at in, in, in verse um, 20, it said, And God spake all this word, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything, that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thy, down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless, that taketh his name in vain. Yes. Hallelujah. We look at all those things. Verse 8. He said, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is and rested the seventh day wherefore the lord blessed the sabbath day and hallowed it honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the lord thy god giveth thee thou shalt not kill thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not steal thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his manservant nor his maidservant nor his ox nor his axe nor anything that is thy neighbor's hallelujah 
So that was the, 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 the basis, the basis of the old covenant. That's why they call it the old covenant. That's why in some quarters they call it the old covenant of the law. A law was given, and that law was the Ten Commandments. It was a law. Don't do this, don't do that, because these were the things that the people around were doing. The people around the 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 the, the, the land in which they were going, those were the things that the that the people there were doing. They were sacrificing their children unto other gods, passing their children into fire, they were doing all manner of things, they were serving images, they were committing adulteries, they were coveting their neighbors' properties, their neighbors' um, wives and all of that. So those things, so God wanted to call out a people separate unto him. Now, when you look at those people, they are separate, they are distinct, they are unique. They are unique because they don't do those things that other people do. And when other people now see the way they live their life, in which they conduct their life, they will be moved by how their life is peaceful and restful, and they want to now draw unto their God. So God wanted to use the children of Israel as a focal point to draw the world unto himself hallelujah just the same way that god is using the church today to draw the world unto himself hallelujah so can i see that he said but how be it the children of israel they continue not in this covenant times again and again we'll look at all that they kept on breaking the covenant they kept on serving before moses would go into the into the mountain and come back they started worshiping other gods they were committing hold on with people around so they kept on breaking these agreements these things again and again and that was now what now necessitated to another covenant because they were not able let's look at it again in hebrews chapter 8 Hebrews, so there was a fault with that covenant in Hebrews chapter 8. So in Hebrews chapter 8, from verse 7, it said, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place out for the second fault with them is yet. Behold, the days come and see the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them, said the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Hallelujah. So we see it. We'll sing it again. We'll look at it. We'll still look at it again. You see, so the, the, the children of Israel say finding fault with the first covenant. Hallelujah. He said, finding fault with the first covenant. He said, Lord, the days coming, he said, Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So there was a fault with that first covenant. And the fault with the first covenant was that the covenant was perfect. The law was perfect, but the people were not perfect. The people didn't have the capability to obey those rules and regulations. Not rules and regulations per se, to obey the written precepts of God. Because the law, the, the old covenant is not limited to the Ten Commandments. No. It's limited. It's in fact, in fact, in fact, scholars have it that there are about 618 laws. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, do this, do that, don't do this, do that, don't do this. So they were documented for these things. They now serve for us today as precepts. 
I mean, so the problem was that the law was perfect. I was saying it in the epistles that the apostle Paul was talking about. He said the law was perfect. How be it the people they didn't have the capability to obey the law, to obey the precepts. Because it's good. It's good not to commit adultery. It's good not to steal. It's good not to murder. It is good. Look at what Jesus Christ said about the law. And I'll be closing here. Look at what Jesus Christ said about the law. Oh. Uh, what Jesus Christ said about the law. Oh. Okay, I might not be able to bring that now, but maybe in our next lesson I'll bring it. Jesus Christ said that he said that he said that daring hang the law and the prophets. Love God with all their minds, with all their heart, and with all their soul. And the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. So what Jesus Christ was saying was, I will bring it in the next lesson, was that what he was saying was that the summary of the law, let's look at what, what, what the, um, the Apostle Paul said in Romans, said something in Romans. In Romans, in Romans chapter Oh. Yes, in Romans, I'll read from Romans chapter 13, from verse 8. He says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. He said, For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this scene, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling. So look at it that, so, like that the difference, the major difference will be, as we are, we are gravitating now to the new covenant, is that why the old covenant of the law was being led by precepts, written precepts and laws, the new covenant, in the new covenant, what God now did in the new covenant was now to give his spirit to man. So that the man, he said he will write his law in the inward part. So the spirit of God now comes to man and he is now able to keep the law. And my time is up. God bless you.